Welcome to this episode of the Further Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about the biblical view of a hotly debated topic, which is gun control. And I want to bring a disclaimer first that I want to approach this with as much sensitivity as possible, but I also want to share faithfully clear biblical truths about the radical depravity of humanity and also the overall realities of what gun control actually is and and the false presuppositions that come with it. And ultimately, I also want to say that this episode should not be, I don't know, um, this, this isn't about the gospel of the Second Amendment. I want this episode to ultimately always be about the gospel of Christ and how even though we are radically depraved, we have been chosen by God, we have been saved, and we, we have been washed clean by His blood. And I'm not here to fearmonger anyone either. I want the peace of God to shower everyone listening into this and I hope that the gospel still shines clear in some aspect through this episode. I'm not here to push any kind of pro-Republican uh, viewpoint. Because there are plenty of Republicans who, who are on their way to hell because they are open deniers of Christ and they idolize guns. Or they idolize the ideologies of the Republican Party. And I really want to be careful when I say that too because as a as a biblical Christian, a lot of what I believe aligns with some of the policies that the that the Republican Party is pushing for. But I also need to recognize that my hope is ultimately in Christ. One day he will come back and make all things new. There is no politician that can correct everything. One day there will be a new heaven and a new earth when Christ returns. And so that is the end of the disclaimer. And so as I head into this episode, I also want to talk about first, I guess, my background with firearms. Um, as most of y'all know, uh, and if you've known me for more than, I'd say about five minutes, you, you will know that I'm from Georgia. I'm from North Georgia. I was born in downtown Atlanta. Although for most of my life, I've lived in a city called Decula, which is northeast of Atlanta by about, I don't know, give or take 35 to 40 miles. And and a gun culture in Georgia is, I mean, it is a large part of culture here in Georgia, for lack of a better phrase. I really wish I could have worded that a sentence a lot better, but guns in Georgia are just a, a a pivotal part of a lot of people's lifestyle. Now, granted, not every single person conceal car- carries a concealed firearm in Georgia, but according to some stats, if I remember correctly, about approximately 49 to 50% of Georgia homes have a firearm. I know a handful of friends who who, who have multiple firearms, and as of this recording... 
um, I, I, I've actually been to a shooting range multiple times over the past two days and I've spent way more money than I would ever care to admit, um, on trying out different firearms at the range. It is really, really fun to shoot a firearm at the range. It is not as scary as others think. And I, I will say that one day, a really big reason why I want to own a firearm is as a man, I'm, I am a biblically called to be a leader, protector, and a, and a provider. I want to one day protect my family and I want to stand in the way of whoever wants to do them harm. If there is an intruder, an armed intruder trying to break into my home, I'm the one that has to get up out of the bed and search and investigate that bump in the night, so to speak. And it's a biblical thing to do so. And preferably, if that intruder's armed, I don't want to reach for a baseball bat. Um, as, as humorous as that sounds, I want to respond uh, biblically to the call of men to be protectors for their families and even to the church. But I also don't want to take it too far to where we tend to idolize and also put forward this self-made image as men to be like this super burly, tough, and stone-cold special forces guy who is the quote-unquote uh, sheepdog for all the people around him. I'm sure a, a, a handful of people listening and know in some sense kind of what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately talking about the brawlers who, who think they're all that. And unfortunately, at times, I have fall, fallen into this, but being a protector does not mean that we as men are actively looking for a fight. We're not looking to shoot people. We're looking to be salt and light in this world. And so let's have that mindset. Oh, but there are times where men, we do need to protect those whom we love. And I think and I think it's a very, very, very biblical thing. And even natural revelation shows that. And I think this is slightly off topic. But if I have uh, sons one day, I think I also want to teach them how to shoot firearms as well. Although, obviously, with a heavy amount of safety in place. And I also want them to understand what being a protector actually means in the biblical sense. And, and as I was going through a resource roundup in terms of, um, trying to, to make the content of this episode biblical, I kept really remembering this pivotal point. Guns are ultimately not the issue. Guns do not make people do evil things. People do evil things with guns. And we need to understand that because scripture shows that people are radically depraved apart from God. People need to be regenerated. They need to be born again. Since apart from God, our, our hearts are extremely deceitful who can trust it 
And even in the Beatitudes, Jesus shows that it's not just about the physical act of murder. It's also about the murder in the heart. And, and there is another pastor based out of, I believe, Oregon, who also made this point so clear. Even if individuals didn't have guns, that they would use a rock, a knife, and so on and so forth. Guns are not the issue. It is the human heart that is the ultimate evil in this world. Every weapon that is used in a murder is just a tool. I would say when Cain murdered Abel, no one in Genesis levied for rock control or dagger control. No, God did not bring justice upon those items, but he brought justice upon Cain. And so in light of that, I want to read out an article from Josh Bice, who is a pastor based out of a city in West Atlanta and is also the president and founder of G3 Ministries. And the article is titled, Gun Control Isn't uh, Fixing This. And this was written all the way back in 2015 after the San Bernardino shooting. And so, and so it begins, last week, another mass shooting hit the national news, leaving a group of people dead and another group of people wounded. This scene that was plastered in the, in the headlines and throughout the news media from San Bernardino, California, has become all too common for us. And many people are using this as a platform to promote their agenda. On one hand, you have politicians who are trying to, trying to politicize this event to promote their platform for gun control. In another twisted way, the New York Daily News published a headline article titled, quote-unquote, God isn't fixing this, as they called out conservative politicians for praying after the tragedy took place. Their point, stop praying, it's a waste of time. As we evaluate the problems surrounding gun violence, we must avoid two massive problems. One, avoid gun idolatry. And I know that for me personally, this was necessary soul work. As we consider this tumultuous time, we must avoid the idolatry of guns. Before you get sideways with me on this issue, let me be clear from the start. I am a gun owner, a hunter of 30 years, and I really enjoy shooting. Not only do I enjoy it, but I enjoy teaching my children to shoot. Guns can be used for sport and personal protection, and neither of those are wrong. Guns are not dangerous. People are dangerous. However, I also know a breed of people who attend church on Sunday, quote a few Bible verses by memory, but seem to love their guns far more than they love God. In fact, if push came to shove, I believe some of the people I've crossed paths with would choose their guns over God. As a Christian and an American citizen, I pledge my allegiance to Jesus first, and then I pledge to be a good citizen of our nation. With that, I enjoy the freedoms of our nation. The freedom of speech is a wonderful thing, one that we often take for granted. Each week, as I preach from a pulpit and write on this blog, I exercise this freedom. I also enjoy the right and freedom to bear arms, according to the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. In short, to own and carry a firearm is a freedom that we as citizens can exercise. However, if the law is changed and we are greatly restricted in our gun use and ownership as a Christian, I must submit at what point in the Bible do we see Jesus' followers living in disobedience to the governing powers and laws? Not for gun ownership and concealed weapon freedoms. 
It was for the preaching and teaching of the gospel that they decided to break the laws of the land in Acts 5.29. Until the government of the United States forces me to break allegiance with Jesus and disobey God's word, I must submit to the laws of our land. Romans 13 verses 1 through 7. The powers of our government were instituted by God for our good. That doesn't mean that in our fallen world that I will always agree with the laws, regulations, and policies. I'm free to move to another country to exercise my freedom of speech and voting privileges to stand against such restrictive laws, but in the end, I'm not free to be a disobedient and rogue-minded citizen. As a Christian, I'm called to submit. There is no such thing as a rouge and rebellious Christian. There is nothing worse in a society than a rebellious and obstinate person who professes to follow Jesus. Until our government presses me to deny Jesus Christ and to disobey God's word, I'm called to submit. And two is avoid false security. Many politicians and news personalities don't understand guns because they don't own one, have never shot one, and have never been exposed to them throughout their lifetime. Therefore, to them, it seems practical and safe to push for gun control. In their simple way of looking at the world, they believe that gun regulations will make the world safer and that mass shootings will decrease. That simply isn't true. No criminal with murderous intent in his heart will look at a sign that says gun for his own and decide to not enter the school campus and open fire. Furthermore, gangs and others who engage in Islamic terrorism will not be deterred from getting an assault rifle simply because it's outlawed for civilian ownership and can't be obtained at the local Walmart. Last time I checked, bombs were illegal too, but people use them on a regular basis to kill people. Gun regulations can provide a false sense of, false sense of security for people and for politicians to exploit tragedies to further their, their agenda by creating this false sense of security is irresponsible. And there are three main errors with gun control laws. One is, such laws establish false security that causes people to think that the world is now a safe place because guns are regulated. That simply isn't it isn't true. As long as you have people on this earth, you will have murder. And remember, Cain didn't shoot Abel with an AR-15. Cain murdered his brother without guns and modern weapons because he had a sinful and depraved heart. Jeremiah 17.9 2. It restricts the freedoms of the average citizen who enjoys guns and uses them properly. Keep in mind, it makes no sense for politicians to talk out of one side of their mouths about restricting the freedom of mothers who want to kill, and I said kill, their unborn baby through abortion while talking out of the other side of their mouths about restricting the freedom of gun owners. Um, I am going to provide a little bit of commentary there. That is, that angers me. When individuals... And I understand it is heartbreaking to see children get murdered in a mass shooting. I absolutely despise seeing something like that happen. I want to protect children, but how dare individuals promote hypocrisy by vying for gun control to, to also protect kids while also advocating for abortion that kills millions of children in the womb? every single year. We need to be holistic in this approach. Three, gun restrictions can make the world a more dangerous place. Have you considered that in a world without gun freedoms, the only people who will own guns 
will be the criminals, law enforcement officers, and military. Everyone else remains a sitting duck. Many people believe places like Kennesaw, Georgia, prove that gun ownership deters crime and murder. Kennesaw passed a mandatory gun ownership law in 1982 for all citizens of their, of their community. Proponents claim that when more citizens own guns and, and are prepared to protect their families, criminals no longer have the upper hand. We must avoid the gun control bubble. It's a false hope. False hope. As we look at these tragic events, no matter where you stand on the issues, we must remember that God is in control. Even in the midst of a horrible tragedy, such as the most recent one in California, the New York Daily News should be reminded, gun control isn't fixing this. California is a heavily regulated state when it comes to gun freedom. I believe we must be careful in how we respond in the wake of such tragedies. Using tragedies for a political gain is not appropriate on either side of the fence. As an American citizen, we have the right to use our voting privileges to do our talking. Christians who live in America can use political avenues and voting rights, but we must do so in an orderly and respectful manner that honors Christ. Pray, vote, and trust God. In the end, be a peaceful and submissive Christian who consistently reminds the world that a lion does not lie down with the lamb through gun control laws. That will only happen through Jesus Christ. And it ends with Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and, in, and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Anyway, that is the end of this episode, and I hope this was helpful for everyone. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.